Storm Bowling Products. The Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Matt Russo. Matt bowled collegiately at Weber International University. Matt recently won the PBA Jonesboro Open, and Matt is also a four-time member of Team USA. Matt, Tim Berg, and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. All right, Matt. Well, you got your first PBA title, the Jonesboro Open. Let's uh, let's talk about that week and, and what um, – what do you think, obviously winning, a lot went right for you, but when did you realize things were going your way on the lanes, and, and ultimately what do you think, what what clicked for you in Jonesboro? Um, really, I think match play kind of helped me really get underneath myself. I uh, didn't really feel like I bowled that good during qualifying. I had enough to make it with a bid 270, the last game to get into the top 39, uh, and then during the cashers round, I, I bowled okay. I started off with 250. I was really happy with execution the first game. I uh, hit a couple bad pairs in the middle there and then told myself I need a couple big games to stay close enough to the top five as possible. Had 120 over the last two to get into the top five and then came out strong in match play, beat Doherty, bowled a bit 278, and all of a sudden I'm off and running. Got two big wins against Simo and Sam Cooley with 201.90, and once I won those games, I – just fell into the right ball motion once I ball changed and uh, saw my ball do the right thing twice in a row, got the seven out, and the rest was just putting it there every other time after that. Now, you fold in some you know pretty big high-pressured situations. Was this a kind of a situation where it was, you know, was it, was it more intense as it kind of, as you kept, you know, getting closer and closer as the tournament kept going on and on, or was it just, hey, just kind of sticking yeah, every I, shot sort of the same? I think uh, I think really what the most pressure was, like, I came out so strong in, in the final match at the front four, and then Holloman gave me an opening, and I gave it right back to him. I think that was the most pressure, was to go ahead and close out that match. Uh, obviously, it's my chance at the first title, and you don't get that opportunity very often. Uh, so the fact that I put myself there, I really wanted to make sure I closed it out. Uh, but I really liked those situations, uh, having a chance to get up there in the ninth and tenth to close it out. Uh, meant absolutely everything. So to be able to actually come through, uh, just kind of build some more confidence in myself and uh, just show to people out there that, uh, you know, if you give me a chance, uh, I'm, I'm getting more than likely to get it done. So, Matt, you bowled collegiately at Weber International. We've had Coach Warren on. We've had probably all of, all of, uh, all of the folks that help with the program on there. But one of the things they've all mentioned to us is the Weber way, and I, I'd like you to – We've heard it explained from uh, from Dell, but I'd like it, you to explain what it means to you and how you're taking that with you uh, through you know throughout your bowling career now and outside uh, you know your after school activities and after graduation. Yeah, I, I mean, I learned a lot when I was in school. I learned a lot about culture. I learned a lot about mental performance and learned a lot about just physical performance. Uh, but we set a really good culture there as far as team aspect and just being the best you absolutely can be and giving your all every shot. Um, you know, you were held to a higher standard and being accountable for yourself. Uh, so really when I left college, I just wanted to hold myself accountable to staying committed on the lanes, learning a lot, um, not being complacent with where I'm at and, and wanting to move forward. 
Uh, so after my first season on tour, I definitely, you know, got my, myself kicked in a little bit with wanting to, you know, be able to learn more and I, you know, bowled up against the best. So realizing what it took to be out there and, and to win, um, I really still feel like I, I don't know all of it yet. And that's the most exciting part. Like I've won, but I know there's more out there. I know that there's more things that I can be better at. There's more for me to show. Uh, and that's what I'm most excited about. But yeah, I've definitely carried stuff from college that I've learned at Weber, uh, at Kendall, from Dr. Dean and from the coaches at Kendall and, and as well as Team USA um, on the world stage. So I've learned a lot and I've been very fortunate to learn a lot at such a young age and up and coming uh, bowler uh, that I've been able to take forward with me. Yeah, and you mentioned a little bit there as far as uh, being part of a team. Well, how would you kind of compare that in terms of, you know, winning a victory on the, the PBA tour and it's just kind of, you know, say every man for himself, but it's it's sort of like that a little bit, right? And and how do you how do you look at the team bowling versus just you know bowling solo there as a professional? Totally two different mindsets. I mean, obviously on on the team bowling, you know, you you want what's best for your teammate as well as yourself. Uh, whereas you're out bowling on the PBA tour, you know, if you're bowling your best friend or your roommate, you know, you want to beat them, you want to win. Uh, so you may root against your best friend, you know, unless you're not bowling against each other. You're both trying to make the cut. You know, obviously you want to help each other as best as you can, but it's a different mindset. Um, I kind of look at it as I'm on a team as far as my company, the brand that I represent, um, and the, and the guys that I, that I know, um, we're always willing to help each other. But on the other side of it, you have to look at it as at the end of the day, you want to win. You're there to win. I'm there to win. Uh, and may the best man win. And, uh, you know, I bowl all my friends in match play and, you know, I bowled Buttruff, who I've known for a couple of years, and him and I have gotten pretty close, and, and I know Holloman as well. Uh, so the fact that I beat two guys that I know, uh, yeah, I, you know, I felt bad that, that they lost, but I was more happy that I won. So Now, a couple of years ago, I was actually fortunate enough I got to bowl with Lucy with your, uh, with your fiancé, Lauren Pate, and, uh, and that was, you know, we bowled pretty good together and all that. What what did you have to say to Lauren what, when you when you won your first title here, and what did Lauren say to you? How'd that go? I think uh, I think really what what helped. Uh, I mean, she really helped me kind of just become better overall, uh, better on the lanes, just better mentally. Uh, you know, better looking at the game a little bit differently as far as you know. Okay, this is maybe you tried this or try that. Uh, but the biggest thing I can say is uh, after I missed those two spares against Holloman, I really kind of got just frustrated with myself and I happened to have my phone sitting there just, you know, just having it next to me. And I saw a touch from her and it was along the lines of just, you know, go ahead and calm down and go back to doing what you were doing. And uh, just reading that just meant a lot, Uh, you know, just reminding yourself that you need to go back to doing what you're doing. And once I read that, I kind of calmed myself down. I settled in and got up there through a bit strike on the right lane and took a re-rack. But she's, she's just been the most amazing support. Um, throughout all of this, and she was super excited. Uh, there's a video on Facebook of her at the ITRC, and they were all watching it, and she's going jumping up and down. And just to see that just means so much that you've got somebody who is so supportive and just wants the best for you, and I want the same for her. Uh, I mean, I didn't bowl half of the practice session because she was bowling out at the ITRC, and I wanted to make sure I was watching and helping her any way that I can. Uh, so it works both ways, uh, but the support that she's given me over the last four years that we've been together has been absolutely incredible. Matt, you mentioned as you uh, begin to learn or continue to learn out there on tour, I'm guessing one of the things you're getting used to is is um, is reading those sheets of seeing who you're following 
on that left side of the lane. If you're following Buttruff or you're following other lefties out there, you you know that things are different where when you were bowling in college, you, you probably didn't have as much, you know, you may have to watch it, but not, not near as much probably as you do now. And even having to look three games ago, there was a lefty here versus this game, et cetera. So I'm sure for you, that's a, one of those challenges that you're getting used to as far as uh, crossing pairs and who you're uh, coming following. Yeah, absolutely. Um, following Buttruff is totally different than following anybody else. Uh, he totally does something on the lane that nobody else does. He tears the front apart. He makes him really tight down the lane. So following that uh, and learning what I have to do myself to be able to bowl a good game on that pair is definitely taking a little bit more of concentration and focus and really figuring out what works best for me. Um, and then following other left-handers, it's more about how much surface they're using or if they're using urethane or where they're playing. I like to do things a little bit different. So I do have a little bit softer ball speed, a little bit higher rev rate. So I may move right more than others, um, but I've definitely gotten a little bit more experience with who I'm following and kind of making sure the right moves. Uh, I mean, growing up, I never really had to do any of that. Uh, so now being able to just be confident in it and trusting myself and being able to ra- make the right move if I make the wrong move in the first frame off of who I'm following has definitely been a nice advantage. And it worked really good in Jonesboro. And you, you, now you've been, you know, you were from the Northeast, you went to school in Florida and now living in Missouri. What, what do you see just kind of both, uh, give maybe the listeners just a little bit of a touch as far as, you know, what bowling's like, is, do you see a difference between bowling in the Midwest versus uh, bowling down in Florida or up in the Northeast or so? Are there some differences around the country, lane conditions or even styles of players and stuff? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Bowling in the Northeast. I mean, the lanes hooked so much. They're all older centers. Um, a lot of really good talent up there in the Northeast. You know, you're bowling against the best. Every time you go out there, tournaments are big. You guys like to bowl for money. And then going down to Florida, I had to drive a lot. Driving longer destinations to go bowl a good tournament uh, was pretty common based off of where I was. Uh, more of the bowling is on the coast or in Orlando than it was anywhere else. Uh, and then in the Midwest, I mean, I bowl league a lot. Uh, leads are huge around here. Still some older centers, uh, but the guys are really good. Uh, I've learned that I've got to trick my bowling ball a little bit differently based on where I'm bowling at because the centers just hook so much and they're so different. There's still some wood centers around here. There's some synthetics and pro ambulanes, uh, but they're all different. And uh, I've been very fortunate. No matter where I've gone, the bowling has been just so widely popular. Uh, but it's definitely different in terms of in like here in St. Louis, everybody knows each other and they're all really talented and they all, you know, want to win. Uh, everybody likes to bowl for a lot of money. Uh, Florida, not so much. It was a little bit differently. It was more of a let's just go have a good time. You know, there was a lot of people who weren't as good as others, so there was a bit of a gap. And the Northeast was just like here. Everybody liked to bowl for a lot of money, and you were bowling against talent regardless of where you went. Speaking of unique centers, we keep hearing uh, you're bowling this weekend in Coldwater, the PBA event coming up there. Uh, how are you, is there any different sort of preparations you can make for that place as we've you know pros you know you go there and and um and you guys have been other players have been known to leave some interesting hits you leave some you know slide pins across the deck some seven tens that maybe you guys aren't used to uh, with your guys rev rate but is there anything you can do to prepare for any of that or or have you heard the stories from the other guys out there uh, regarding that center yeah, you know, I've heard, you know, you've been cold-watered or are you ready to get cold-watered, that, uh, that's saying. Um, 
But I do know some people who have bowled there, some people who have had success there. Uh, but there's really no, like, uh, special preparation, I would say. Um, I'm kind of still trying to wrap my head around winning this past weekend and kind of seeing what their doors have opened up for me. Since I've won, uh, I'm just going to go in with the same mindset. Uh, I mean, it was hard enough to strike this weekend in Jonesboro. It may have not seemed like it, but uh, some of the pairs were tough. They were very different across the house, and they put new pins in. So getting nine was pretty common. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go in with that. I'd be okay with nine. I mean, with how hard the lanes are sometimes, it's really okay to get nine. Obviously, I'd like to get some strikes. But what I really learned this weekend was when I really was comfortable with shooting a spare, all of my strikes came a lot easier. Uh, so I really wasn't looking for strikes, mm-hmm. even though I felt like the score could be higher. I was just looking to make my spares. Um, and, yeah, I know I, in the final match I missed some spares, uh, but there's different situations. I would say that I tried to beat myself when I missed some spares instead of just being okay with leaving the spare. Um, so – I think I'm going to go in with the same mindset of, uh, you know, however the pins fall, if they fall my way, great. Whatever I leave up there, try and make. And uh, just, just be okay with hitting the pocket. And I know that I have the ability and the, and the talent to be able to uh, get them all down. So as long as all of that goes my way, uh, I'd like to be able to be on the top again. But I'm excited to well, uh, and- to see what Toldar is all about. You know, a smaller center right here. And, yeah, if I leave some, anything interesting, uh, I'm sure it will be up there on social media. <laughs> yeah, social media definitely has the knack of that. It catches a lot of a lot of moments, whether they're good, bad, unique, interesting, whatever it is, whatever it is. It seems to be a big safety net, right, for everything. Yeah, I left hey, my first hey, five question. seven ten about two months ago. So, oh yeah, it, well Chris Barnes left one on that that one lane in the uh, I think it was the Weber Cup there in Europe, and and I, I don't know how many millions of views there's been on been yeah. on that. You know, I mean it's. Uh, it's it's definitely something. <laughs> hey, a question I got for you, Matt. Now that is the uh, you know it's our Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast, and, and now looking back, you've had such a successful collegiate career there at Weber, um, and there's lots of you know people who are trying to uh, go through and kind of choose Jillian Martin, even for example, right? Going through a lot of things. Of how do I find the right collegiate program for me? Uh, so, I, what what do you uh, kind of advice or tips do you have for people one to select the right program and go to school and, and get their education, that stuff. But also, too, um, what do you wish you would have known going into the collegiate program that took you some time to figure out and learn that, that you would like to give as advice? Hey, if you're going to have a great collegiate career, here's what you got to know or here's what you got to do. Yeah, I think the first thing um, would be go, go somewhere where you want to get your education. Obviously, bowling is very important or your sport is very important. But, I mean, without an education – uh, you, I mean, there's really nowhere else to go. Uh, not everybody's an Anthony Simonson or Jason Belmonte or EJ Tackett, you know, the guys that are really making it out there on tour. Um, so I would say go and get an education. Uh, find out what you're interested in. See if the school that you want to go to has what you want to do in life. And then go from there. Um, if you're undecided, that's okay. Um, that makes the decision maybe a little bit harder, or a little bit easier, depending on how you look at it. But there are so many good collegiate programs out there nowadays um, there, there's so many to name and, and some of them are clubs. Some of them are, you know, your school sponsored programs. Um, but there are so many out there. I would think the most important thing would be picking what based off your education and then finding what work fits you as well. As far as bowling goes. Um, when I got into college, I guess I really didn't realize how more, how versatile you had to be if you wanted to bowl across the lane. 
especially on the right side of the lane, it's a little bit different. Uh, the left side of the lane, you kind of can get away with maybe being better at one thing than others. Uh, but on the right side of the lane, uh, I mean, you've got to good, be good from the first arrow all the way to the sixth arrow, if not the seventh arrow, depending on what tournament we're at. And if you're not so good, that's okay. That's what you go to school for. You get to learn all that stuff. Um, so it's just realizing that, yes, you may feel like you're good enough, um, but you may not be in terms of, okay, now I need to be better. And and the people who make it in college and, and succeed after that are the guys who want to get better. They have the drive, the motivation, uh, that they just want to be the best. Um, and I think that's what I kind of tell everybody. I'm like, it's okay if you're not the greatest or if you want to learn. That's what it's all about. Um, I mean, I'll be straight up. I thought I was really good when I before I got to school. And then I learned that I really wasn't. Uh, I was really good at one part of the lane and not the other. Uh, and the fact that I was open to being able to play a little bit straighter and increase my ball speed and, you know, learn how to use some other tricks, that's really what set me up to be able to keep succeeding. Uh, so it's more of just taking a look at yourself and understanding that, yes, you may be good in your area, but when you go somewhere else, there are other guys who may be just as talented, if not more, and that's okay. Those are the people that you need to look up to, hang around, you know, join that culture, and just find the drive to be better. And Matt, my final question, 2020 was a very challenging year for, for all of us regarding the, the uh, coronavirus pandemic and, and everything going on with uh, with the health of the people in the nation and in the nation what was your biggest takeaway from last year and um, and how are you I guess using that or, or what is your takeaway and what can you use what you learned during uh, the last year uh, 2020 I think it was just learning about myself uh, learning truly what I wanted to do in life uh, it, it's very last year was very eye-opening uh, it kind of made you kind of under kind of take a look at what you have and what you don't have or what you need to be grateful for and you know the world has just completely changed. Uh, you know, you go from not wearing a mask to now having to wear a mask everywhere to not being able to be in contact with certain people and just how everything has changed so quick. I think it was just very eye-opening as far as, okay, this is the type of person that I am and this is who I want to be and now's a good time to look at it. Uh, but the biggest thing that I took away from it was just building better relationships with people. Um, you know, I, I definitely think it helps you kind of learn more about yourself, learn about the more that you're, that you're, person that you're quarantined with or that you have to live with or i think it just made you build better relationships with people uh you kind of take for granted oh yes they're my friend i don't talk to you very much but when the world flips all the way around like that and you now may lose a friend or somebody sick it really makes you realize the people who are closest to you are the ones that are going to stay by your side so i think it's just more about finding out what people you know are with you and what people who aren't with you and uh i take that with me across, you know, wherever I'm going to be at, whether it's on tour or at home or with my friends, you know, those are the people that are really going to sit by your side and, and they're the ones that you can trust. Uh, good points there. And, uh, definitely good to have people around you you can trust. And, uh, and I think this, you know, this last year has definitely made, uh, quite an impact on all of us. And it's, it is good to see bowling back again and tournaments have just been going like crazy. And, and you now are officially a PBA national tour champion. That's got to sound pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, I, uh, you know, reading it, seeing it, hearing people say it, uh, you know, still sometimes it's hard to believe. Uh, I never would have thought if you would have told me two years ago that, you know, within three or four years I'd have a national title. I, I don't know if I would have believed you. Uh, those guys are really good out there. Uh, but I am a firm believer that when it's your time, it's your time. Um, as long as you step up to the plate and, you you know, you come through and you believe in yourself, 
that's ultimately what leads you to win. Um, it's just all about believing and, and having the confidence and, and trusting yourself and trusting your skill. Uh, I really proved a lot to myself personally. Uh, I feel like I've grown a lot over the last year and a half out on tour. Uh, and I'm going to go out there and continue to work hard and uh, just continue to do my thing. Uh, you know, it doesn't make me any better than anybody else that I have one now. Uh, I just get to go ahead and keep showcasing what I've got. So uh, just going to stay humble about it and uh, continue to move forward. That's awesome. Well, good stuff. Well, thanks so much, Matt, for joining us. And uh, you may have to bowl a few more pro-ams, though, now that you're a PBA champion. You might get called in for those a little bit more. So, but way to go. That's awesome. And uh, want to yeah, wish you all the best. Member, and uh, you need a partner for a member, non-member doubles. You know, you know where to find me. So uh, I'd be glad to fly out um, there and see you. Oh, man, that would be awesome. I will definitely take you up on that. <laughs> I love to bowl in the stadium, so.